0: step into the world of advertising with FjorgeCast, predicting the most important trends in the advertising industry. Host Tim Barsness dishes on the latest developments within the advertising realm. Tune into the Fjordcast to receive insider tips and advice from experts within the advertising industry. Fjordcast is your first stop in hearing about the unique opportunities and challenges advertisers face today. Cranberry Radio is proud to present Fjordcast with your host Tim Barsness.
1: Thanks for joining us on the Fjordcast. I'm Tim Barsness, founder of Web and Mobile Development Team Fjord, and today on our show, we are talking with Jeff Sass, chair of the Marketing Committee for the Domain Name Association and also CMO of .club domains. Welcome to the show, Jeff.
2: Thank you, Tim. It's a really a pleasure to be here and have a chance to talk with you and your listeners.
1: Absolutely, we're happy to have you. So, Jeff, Dot Club has a kind of a unique business model. Can you tell us a little bit about how how the company got started?
2: Sure. So, Dot Club is one of the new top level domain extensions. So, basically, an alternative to .com or .biz or .org. And back in 2011, ICANN, which is the nonprofit organization that manages the Internet namespace, they opened up the opportunity for anyone to apply for anything as a top-level domain. So you could have applied for .tim, for example, if you wanted to. Tim, but you would have had to have $185,000 for the application fee, plus some additional funds for escrow payments and legal fees, et cetera, et cetera. Probably looking at an investment of 200 to 250 thousand dollars just to apply for one of these top-level domains, and if you were the only applicant then you'd have a good chance of getting the rights to .tim. But if multiple companies or people applied for the same name, then you had to kind of duke it out together and and eventually go to an auction. So our company was founded with the express purpose of applying for Dot .club so we're a startup ourselves the founder of the company is a serial entrepreneur named Colin Campbell and Colin had a good history in the domain name industry he was one of the founders of two cows and also hostopia and he really did some research and saw that he thought dot .club c o l u b would make a great top-level domain extension because the word club is widely used on a global basis. It's understood and has meaning in many different verticals from existing clubs to literally anyone who has a passion about a certain uh, topic or interest. So he set up the company specifically to go after the name .club, and we applied for .club. The applications were due in January of 2012. And as it turned out two other companies also applied for dot club so we had to negotiate and after about a year we finally went to auction and we actually won the rights to the name in an auction that was held in June of 2013 so it took a long time and millions of dollars um. To put it in perspective, some of the big-knit top-level domains that went out for auction since this whole process began, you may have read about some of these, but .blog, for example, was uh, purchased by Automatic, the company behind WordPress, and they paid about $19 million in auction for the rights to .blog, a company called GMO, which is a Japanese company. They play- paid $41 million in auction for the rights to .shop. Uh, And most recently, VeriSign, the actual company that owns .com, paid $135 million in auction for the rights to .web. So there's been a lot of competition and a lot of money thrown into this space. And our company is focused just on .club, but other companies like Google and Amazon have invested heavily. Google applied for over 100 new top-level domains. Amazon applied for 87 New domains and on, and on a lot of attention in the space, and we're now one of about a thousand new top-level domain extensions that are available for you to use when choosing a domain name.
1: So you won that the rights to that top-level domain out of auction. Uh, was that a live auction?
2: It was an online auction, but it was it was private between only the three companies who had applied for .dot club with ICANN. So. Yeah. Dot Club, our company, and two other companies, a company called Donuts and then a company called Merchant Law Group had also applied for Dot Club. So it was a three-way auction that was held online over the course of about four days. So did every it, sorry, go ahead.
1: Did it turn out the kind of the way you expected? Or?
2: Yeah, it's kind of an interesting story because you know we had raised initially a certain amount of money to apply for Dot Club, about $1.2 million as a startup ourselves. And when it turned out that we had to go to auction, we recognized that the money we had left in our coffers was probably not going to be enough to win the auction. And we had a very short time frame. We had about 30 days before the auction was going to come. So we actually raised an additional $7 million primarily via LinkedIn. I mean, Colin, who has a good reputation as a serial entrepreneur with some successful exits, reached out primarily to his LinkedIn community. And we were able to very quickly raise an additional $7 million so that we can go into that auction um, with relatively deep pockets and and go after the name aggressively and of course we we succeeded and won that auction.
1: Sure, absolutely. Is that 2011 or 2012 kind of icon can opening it up? Is that where the .co domain came from? .co.
2: No, that's a great question. So the whole domain name space is is really interesting because there's lots of different types of top level domains. So you know .com, .biz, .org, now .club. We're we're in the category of sort of generic top level domains. Right. And then there are country codes. So all of the two character extensions like .co are actually country codes. So they were assigned to different countries. So .co, even though it's been very well marketed and positioned as a domain extension for businesses and startups, it's actually the country code for Colombia. Yeah. So and even, you know, uh, Cranberry Radio. What, what's your domain name? .fm. Yeah, .fm. So .fm makes perfect sense for Cranberry Radio because we all think about FM radio. In actuality, .fm is also a country code, and that's for the Federated you know, Islands of Micronesia or whatever it is. Um, you know, so, so it's interesting that some of these country codes that could have other meaning have been repositioned to focus on their meaning rather than their country
1: name. So if you were forward-thinking hundreds of years ago when you named your country, you might end up with a top-level domain that, that is applicable today.
2: Exactly, exactly. You know, <laughs> okay. you, you know Bitly, people are, use Bitly as yep. a short, frequently not realizing that .ly is actually the country code for Libya. And right. that actually caused a problem a few years back when Libya shut down its internet for a, a short period of time. And during that short period of time, none of the Bitly addresses would function because the .ly was kind of shut down. Yep. So um, it, it's an interesting interesting space.
1: Poses other, other kind of opportunities for issue so you have over 30 years of experience in technology and entertainment industry can you talk a little bit about how how you got to where you are today
2: yeah, I think probably the best example is the Beatles song, "The Long and Winding Road," <laughs> <laughs> you know, and which is you know how careers go. You know, I started out actually in uh, the film and television industry, and when I first graduated from college, was working in in film and television for a number of years, and then ended up moving into video and computer games. I was very interested in the convergence of traditional entertainment with interactive ent- entertainment, you know, back in the early days of computer games, uh, you know, we're talking about 1994. And um, from there, you know, had a lot of fun in that industry, worked on some very interesting games had a chance to work with many celebrities like William Shatner on his Tech War games and then ended up um, moving into the mobile technology space as an entrepreneur and co-founded a company in mobile technology here in Florida where I'm based now and from mobile moved into mobile content uh, ringtones and wallpapers and images and streaming music and then from there you know was introduced to Colin Um, just after they had applied for the dot club domain and then got involved with uh, dot club. And that's really been the main focus since. Yet all those different disparate industries, they really all do come together. I've always been on the creative side of marketing. And um, a lot of the experiences I've had in all these different industries have actually come together very nicely in the domain name industry.
1: And what made you want to get into marketing specifically?
2: Well, I think, you know, as someone who always leaned toward the creative and in particular creative writing, I think marketing was a field that really... Enabled me to scratch that itch, you know no matter what industry I was in or, or what company I was at, as a marketer, I had a chance to be creative, I had a chance to write all the time, whether it 's writing press releases or marketing copy or longer form pieces. so it was one of the fields that allowed me to transcend different industries and at the same time you know keep that creative itch being scratched so um, I've always, you know, found myself. I've had other roles. I've been a CEO. I've been a COO, but I always kind of end up falling back into the marketing role.
1: Sure. What's the coolest you've done in your career? What's your coolest accomplishment?
2: Well, I think you know, th- there's a lot of. I've been very fortunate, you know, in the industries I've been in to have a lot of fun and interesting experiences, especially with traveling. I mean, with Dot Club, you know, the domain name industry is is very much a global industry, you know, and, and obviously, you know, domain names. Reach the whole world and the internet reaches the whole world, and there's a lot of traveling involved you know as, as part of the domain name association, there are events we have to attend all over the world to meet with the different registrars in different territories and drive the market for your name so in terms of traveling it's been you know very exciting and interesting i've been to Russia and Turkey and China many times and Japan and, and Germany and on and on and on so so the travel is very interesting it's also been fun in my career you know, coming from entertainment to get a chance to meet and work with different celebrities. And that's something that, again, has been able to carry forward into different industries. So I mentioned, you know, when I was in the game industry, we had a chance to work with William Shatner. And when we launched our Club, you know, having had that experience in the past, we wanted to do something that was going to be uh, attention getting and, and a little bit different for the domain name industry. And so when you think of The name club and celebrities, you know, 50 Cent, the rapper, had that very big hit song in the club. So we actually did a deal with 50 Cent. And when we launched Dot club in 2014, you know, we launched with a big media event with 50 Cent there and 50 Cent um, launched a website, 50 in the dot club, et cetera, et cetera. So it's kind of fun having those types of experiences across
1: different industries. Nice. Did that work out for you, that 50 Cent deal?
2: Yeah, it worked out very well. We, we've made a lot more than fifty cents so far from uh, Dot Club, and you know it, it gave us the opportunity to kind of break away from the crowd and and launch in a very attention-getting way. Yeah. You know, the domain name industry is very interesting, and and that's why the DNA is really out there trying to promote the value and utility of domain names, especially to marketers. There's three and a half billion people on the internet. Every single one of them encounters domain names every time they're on the internet. They're either visiting websites and web addresses or they're entering them into the browser boxes, search bars. It's a, it's a vital commodity. Yet a lot of times people are like oxygen and don't pay attention to all the many ways a domain name can effectively be used.
1: You've got it. We need to take a break, but when we come back, we'll be talking with Jeff about what makes him so successful at marketing in general and how that applies to the dot club TLD.
0: Don't go away. George Cast with Tim Barsness. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor.
3: Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators.
0: eBrands.
3: Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands.
0: Cranberry.fm. Tim Barsness is back with more advertising advice with George Cast, only on Cranberry Radio.
1: All right, we're back on the Fjordcast Cast with Jeff Sass of the Dot Club TLD. We're going to cover a little bit about what makes Dot Club successful as well as, as marketing in general. So, Jeff, can you give our listeners a pointer or two on how to market anything online effectively?
2: I think that you know the important thing to understand in marketing you know whether it's online or not is really to listen You know, listen and understand, listen to your customers, listen to yourself. You know, we we live in this age of heavy data, but I still am kind of an old school marketer who believes that your gut is still very important. You know, you need to be aware of the data and you need to use data intelligently, but you also need to listen to and sometimes trust your gut about things. You know, there's an old adage. I think it's I forget who I think it's attributed to Mark Twain. That says, uh, you know, not everything that's, that can be measured matters and not everything that matters can be measured. And I think there's a lot of truth in that, that that sometimes marketers forget and we get caught up in measuring things and measuring data and oftentimes are, are looking at the wrong thing. So I think... Um, that's really important and and i think listening to your customers is very important you know we're in a world today where it's easier than ever to get direct feedback from your customers you know every everyone is a reviewer now you know on social media so it's very easy for you to listen to and get real feedback about your product or service from real users and not just operate in a vacuum of of hoping and thinking what they're thinking but actually hearing it firsthand from end users
1: Sure. In that listening and optimization, what often falls through the cracks as far as decision making?
2: Well, I think, you know, it's not that it falls through the crack, but you don't hear it. You know, it's hard. Each of us lives in our own little bubble. You know, we know more about our product or service than anyone externally does. And so sometimes you get caught up in that and it's hard to hear the truth being spoken to you loud and clear. So I wouldn't say, things fall in the crack as much as they get missed because they're you know you don't give them the attention they deserve or you don't hear what's actually being said because you're you know kind of like a horse with blinders on and only see what you've kind of trained yourself to see so i think that's a challenge and then we have to be open to listen better i think
1: sure i'm curious as as people register domain names they're often very kind of close to the chest about what they're looking for until they're ready to register. Do you advise people not search for available domains until, they, until they're until they ready to make a buying decision?
2: No, I think today most of the registrars, you know, especially if you're going to a proper ICANN accredited registrar, big names like GoDaddy and Network Solutions and Namecheap and others, you don't need to worry about that. And I think that, you know, you want to see what's available. And the other thing to consider is the aftermarkets. You know, again, the world has changed now with all these new domain Extensions being introduced with all the clever ways you could use country codes in ways they weren't intended. And the opportunity now for marketers, especially, is to find a domain name that really does convey what you want people to think about your business or your product or your service or what you want them to know they can expect to find when they visit your website or online address. And you can do that now. Go back to the example we gave with Cranberry Radio. The company's Cranberry Radio, so a.fm extension made perfect sense because, you know, it, it represents radio. Um, so we find now with dot club and with dot shop and with dot, you know, all these extensions that have actual meaning, you have the opportunity to, in some cases, shorten your domain name, you know, you might be able to replace, you know, if your domain name, we've seen this with dot photography, you know, one of the other DNA members is a company called Donuts, you know, they own dot photography. When it first launched, everyone thought, well, photography is it's way too long for a domain extension. Nobody's going to want to use that. In actuality, professional photographers have really flocked to the dot photography extension because it, it fits what they do. And for them, even though it's a long extension, it actually might be a shortener. You know, if you are a professional photographer and your web address was, you know, johnsmith or dot whatever, you can actually shorten your domain by just making it John Smith. photography, And it's very clear now, you know, what you do if people are searching and there's a thousand other John Smiths, you know, they know which one is the photographer. So there's a real opportunity to find a domain name that has some meaning and that meaning can have value in SEO. It can have value in making it easier for customers and potential customers to remember you and easier for them to find you on the internet.
1: You mentioned um, aftermarket domain name registration. Have you seen the value of .com domains go down since the introduction of of other options?
2: Uh, no, actually, the the opposite has happened. I think if you talk to most people who are expert in uh, you know premium domains and domain investors, they'll tell you that for the good you know .com names, you know one and two word .com keyword names, the value has has gone up pretty well over the past. Eighteen months or so since these new extensions have been introduced, so I think th- there 's been a market all. The truth of the matter is it 's not a zero sum game when you look at domain names you know there 's I mentioned before there 's three point six billion people on the internet there 's only in total a, a little over you know over three hundred million domain names so there 's a tremendous amount of room for growth. There are new people coming to the internet uh, every day from emerging markets, and they're looking for new domain names. They're building their online presence for the first time. So, you know, there's an opportunity for you now to find that perfect domain. And I think the value of, of good domain names across the board has been rising.
1: Black Friday recently passed. I'd like to get a little insight into how crazy it can be for marketers. What makes Black Friday such a challenging environment?
2: Well, clearly there's a tremendous amount of clutter, you know, everyone, everyone in their proverbial grandmother is having a sale. You know, on Black Friday and and uh, Cyber Monday, so you know it's very difficult to cut through the clutter. You know, using a clever domain name as a call to action, you know, is one way. You know, people might be able to cut through the clutter. So instead of hoping someone would visit your main website and look for your Black Friday deals, you could actually use a domain name. There, there was even a Black Friday extension. So there's a .dot Black Friday or there's .dot Shop or .dot Shopping. Uh, you know, there's a number of different choices for a domain. Extension that would lend itself very nicely to a particular sale, and then you can have that pointing to either a deep link within a website or to a special, you know, microsite or landing page for that offer. And if, if the domain name is memorable, you know, it's going to be easier for people to use that instead of you know finding all the clutter.
1: Did that club do any Black Friday deals?
2: So we didn't directly, but indirectly we did because we're, we're, as the registry, we don't sell our names directly. They're sold through registrars like GoDaddy and Name.com and Uniregistry and Network Solutions, et cetera. And so many of those companies had some pretty good Black Friday sales and Cyber Monday sales. I know Namecheap did very well with their sales of Doc Club on those days. So there were sales out there for sure
1: got it. Were there any sort of last minute things that you guys were helping with for Black Friday or was that kind of all handled by your distributors or the registrars?
2: Yeah, I think that you know that kind of stuff is typically, you know, handled by the the registrars who sell the domains and then of course the marketers who want to come up with, you know, creative ideas and creative ways to use a domain name, I mean I think one thing you know going back to the value and utility of domain names that the domain name association is is really trying to promote, a domain name is the perfect call to action in this omni channel world we 're in you know You talk about you know Black Friday and Cyber Monday, and a lot of sales this year were done on mobile um, and you 've got all the different channels that a marketer has to deal with from mobile to desktop and digital to television and radio and the side of a bus you know an outdoor and actually a domain name is the one call to action that actually transcends all of that all of those medium you know when a consumer sees a domain name even on the side of a bus even if they can't click on it they if know they remember do that it. domain name they know exactly what to do with it you're exactly yep. right you know so it's a really powerful tool as a call to action and as a marketing tool and now with these choices you know creative marketers can come up with lots of different cool names so instead of having a slash in an ad that no one's going to remember you know domain forward slash you know go to my landing page now you could come up with a clever domain name that means something and use that for your campaign and use that for your landing page
1: so you mentioned the dot black friday tld is that new this year
2: Yeah, I think it came out last year, but pretty close to Black Friday. So there wasn't a whole lot of time for people to plan to use it last year but i think this year more sites used it i know amazon had their black friday ads linked to amazon.blackfriday and some big companies like amazon have been very progressive in smartly using new extensions you know amazon actually registered from us they registered prime.club and on prime day if you went to prime.club it took you right to their prime day page with all of their prime day sales going on and you know and they've used uh, other extensions wisely as well so there's an opportunity to use a a good memorable domain name as a shortcut you know it's a great shortcut deep within one's website so people don't have to dig for a particular page in the example i gave with the prime.club people didn't have to dig through amazon to find the prime deals they could just go to prime.club and and get right to it
1: absolutely we need to take another break but when we come back we're going to talk a little bit about cyber monday sales and we'll also cover kind of measuring consumer annoyance
0: don't go away George Cass with Tim Barsness will be right back after a word from our sponsors.
3: Are you paying too much for your paid advertising or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how
2: to make your AdWords account a lean, mean converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at WMETraining.com.
3: Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix.
0: Everything in between. Cranberry.fm Tim Barsness is back with more advertising advice with Fjordecast, only on Cranberry Radio.
1: Welcome back to Fjordecast. I'm your host, Tim Barsness, and I'm here with Jeff Sass of .club Domains. Our first story today involves the, an update on Cyber Monday sales. Cyber Monday, of course, was a week ago. Um, sales totaled $3.45 billion. This is a new e commerce rec- record and is up 12% year over year. Jeff, is cyber money becoming as important to marketers as Black Friday?
2: Yeah, I, I think for most marketers, there's not much of a distinction between the two. It's that that whole weekend, and now it's some for some online stores, it's expanded into you know Cyber Monday week. I still I'm still getting emails I think <laughs> with some uh, uh, Cyber Monday week
1: and offers all the way through Christmas, right? Absolutely, absolutely.
2: Yeah. I think anything anything that's going to drive attention and drive activity is going to be taken advantage of by good marketers.
1: It's interesting. I had kind of thought that. Um, Cyber Monday itself had been phased out as people started, you know, having computers at home. Cyber Monday traditionally was the first day people had access to computers after Black Friday, um, but it seems like it's still picking up. Maybe the, you know, just the whole holiday season sales are picking up.
2: Yeah, I think that you know this holiday season sales picked up. You know, we've got a lot going on, especially here in the United States, that that kind of energized a certain segment of the populace, probably. But you know, I think that. Whereas initially the idea was you know you know uh, Black Friday was more of a retail thing, and then Cyber Monday was online 's answer to that. I think in today 's world, you know we talked before about an omni channel world, I think the lines are so blurred now I think that that even the internet is blurred you know people people want access to their stuff whenever they want it, and that 's going to be whatever's most convenient if you happen to be in your car and you 're around the corner from the store, then you might want to go to retail if you're you know somewhere else, and your phone or your tablet is the most convenient device, then you're going to shop through that device. And if you're sitting at your desk at work, the, the thought strikes you, you might go shop from your desktop or laptop computer. It's really just a matter of, of the convenience to the consumer, and, and they've blended it all together. And at the end of the day, it's shopping, and, and you're going to do it wherever you feel like it, whenever you feel like it.
1: Adobe was quoted in there saying they sell less mobile sales on Cyber Monday than on Black Friday. Does that kind of line up with what you expected?
2: Yeah, so I don't know if they saw less than previous years or just less than one day versus the other because yeah, I think if it's one day versus the other it's because more people are are now shopping from mobile anytime and it's not just a question of waiting for cyber monday to happen.
1: Right, exactly. That's how I read it was it, it was yeah. a comparison from Friday to Monday.
2: Yeah. Again, it goes down to convenience. You know, if you want that particular item and you can buy it very easily from your phone, why get in the car? Yeah, I think it's, you know we live in an amazing world when you think of how much you can accomplish now from your mobile device in a seamless way that's not too complicated and that is much more reliable and trusted than it was even a few years ago.
1: Do you see a significant amount of domain registrations for mobile devices?
2: Yeah, it's a great question. Um, we do actually, and most of the big registrars now have mobile apps. And just as personally as a consumer, I've done probably the majority of my own personal domain name registrations over the past, you know, eighteen to twenty-four months from a registrar's mobile app or mobile website. Because again, you know, domain names—it's a creative and kind of a fun thing. Sometimes you have an idea, and you know, when you have a great idea, the next thing you want to do is name that idea and then make sure you can get a great domain name for it so being able to do that from a mobile device lets you do that whenever the idea strikes you know and especially when to your point earlier if you 're worried that you know you want to make sure that domain name is available, you want to be able to search for it and grab it as soon as you have that idea you don 't want to wait you know twenty four hours or ten hours for someone else to come up with the same idea and look for and register the same name you had in mind before you get to it. So the convenience of mobile is very powerful in domain name registrations as well.
1: Exactly. Our second story comes from adage.com and discusses how the future of online ads depends on measuring and reducing consumer annoyance. How difficult is it for marketers and advertisers to create messaging that resonates with customers?
2: Yeah, it's a real challenge and it's, it's been a challenge for a long time because you know, you know, a lot of advertising historically, you know, pre-digital was really just throwing things up on the wall and hoping they'll stick and it was interruption advertising and people train themselves to ignore interruption advertising whether that's on a television set or now even on a mobile device you know there's a lot of arguments back and forth about the value of the standard banner that's at the top of a page do people actually even see it anymore because you train yourself to ignore it the flip side to that is we we live in a world where you can be very hyper-targeted and advertising when well targeted becomes content because you know if you like fishing then when you see ads about fishing products it's content you want to know about the latest and greatest fishing gear if you're a fisherman on the other hand if you don't like fishing that ad's going to be really annoying to you so so there's always that balance of turning advertising into content you know by proper targeting. But there's so much clutter right now. And the mobile screen, even though they've gotten bigger, it's still a small screen. And a lot of mobile advertising, as that article mentioned, is is annoying and and therefore ignored. I think this is another area where clever marketers can leverage a clever domain name to cut through some of that clutter because instead of waiting to reach someone through an ad that they may or may not respond to, if you could reach them with a memorable domain name that they're going to remember and look up when they want to go to your site, you know, it's very easy to enter that into the browser and and even on a mobile device and get to, you know, your product or your services at any time and not just when they happen to see that ad pop up and disrupt what they're trying to do in their phone.
1: Absolutely. Uh, We need to wrap up here. To learn more about Jeff's organizations, you can visit the dna.org, that's for the Domain Name Association, and get.club. You can also email Jeff at jeff at get.club. Thank you for joining us on the FjordCast, Jeff.
2: Thank you, Tim. It's uh, really been a pleasure and appreciate you uh, giving us the opportunity to talk about domain names.
1: A pleasure indeed. You can download episodes of our program by going to cranberryradio.fm or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and very soon on iHeartRadio.